Welcome back, folks. It is yet another week. This, of course, is Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are socially constipated. This is Gridiron Grunts. We are, I think this is our sixth episode now. We're going to be taking a look at the NFC North, I think probably the worst division in football. We're going to get into <laughs> that a little bit later on and talk about the dog shit teams that inhabit the greater Midwest. So stay tuned for updates on that. A lot of headlines this week. It feel we it feels like I don't know about you, Seth. It feels like I know it's preseason. It feels like we're in football now. You know, oh, yeah. I, all of our all of our June and July episodes have been like, okay, football's coming, football's coming. Now it feels like it's here. Like we're getting daily football news, transactions, like shit coming out of camp. I fucking love it. Yeah. Do you are you getting that feeling yet? Like the season's like we're 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 in it now. It's already here. We're 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 currently in it. We're in training camps. People are getting injured. People reporting to camp and doing the contract stuff. We're starting to see some players throw the ball, and yeah, it's fun. We're we're in it. I'm I'm deep in the books with fantasy right now. I'm ready to draft the championship team this year. So, oh wow, well, watch out, everybody. Seth is ready to draft a team. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to figure out. I was just thinking about hard knocks. I don't know when. Do you know when it debuts? Oh, here we go. Tuesday, August tenth. Uh, so yeah, this next say week. It's a week. They just dropped yeah. the trailer today as we're recording this. Oh fuck. Yeah. Once hard knocks starts, that's that's like I'm super in it. Then can't wait to watch Dallas uh, Cowboys. If you have HBO, you're not gonna want to miss hard knocks. Should be a good one. Hard knocks, Jerry World edition. There you go, Jerry World. We are uh, not gonna talk any Cowboys today. I don't think uh, unless oh, they come are. up organically. Maybe we will. Full show. But we are, as I said, going to get into the NFC North in just a little bit. Uh, we've got a lot of headlines that we're going to get into, especially some injury news, which is pretty wild. Before we do that, just want to make sure folks remember to head over to sociallyconstipatedpod.com. <laughs> that is where you're going to find all of our episodes have their own pages. You can go there, comment, um, specifically jump in there, comment if you want to be part of Fantasy League uh, around yeah. Gridiron Grunts. Make sure you go make yourself known out there. Also, if you're listening to this on release day, August 4th, this is the last day to submit a comment. Any comment will do on the website. That's going to get you an entry into a drawing. You can do up to three entries in a drawing to take home a pair of movie tickets. So if you haven't left a comment, go do that and uh, we'll be in touch if you're a winner. I'll say too with the fantasy, I would say that I would say by the weekend of the 28th of August, so we have a few more weeks still, but we would need to know by then because we could probably do the draft during the week of the 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I mean, we could maybe cut it close, but the season starts, I think, on the 9th. And I don't know. It, I, I feel like at, at that point, <laughs> if we don't have enough people by then, it's it's not worth doing maybe. But I would say at the absolute latest, let us know by the 28th if you want to do it, that we can start to get some stuff together and plan when we could do a draft. There you go. If you want to get your ass whooped by me in fantasy, you have until the 28th to make yourself known. Uh, head out <laughs> to the website, do that. Maybe win some movie tickets. I mean, that'd be a pretty efficient comment. In the same comment, you might win movie tickets and lose to me in fantasy. Like a lot of, <laughs> most times I would take two comments, but you can do it in one. So, you know, I know this is a place where people are thinking about their cash money. Uh, time is also money. So save yourself some time. Cash money. Cash money. Love it. <laughs> 
Alrighty. Well, now that we got the programming notes out of the way, let's fire it up. Uh, grab yourself a seat. We're going to get into some bathroom reading here. Sitting on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. Handful of headlines here. We're going to start with, again, it continues to happen that we record shows and then immediately huge fucking news happens. And it happened again last week with Aaron Rodgers having a press conference there in Green Bay. He reports to training camp for the first time. We know now that he has signed a, an updated contract. The plan is for him to play through the season, exit at the end of next year via trade from the Packers. But it wasn't until after we recorded last week's episode that I went back and actually listened to, I did the whole press conference. I don't know if, oh, nice. uh, if everyone out there has done the whole thing. It was a half an hour. And I don't want to be hyperbolic or anything, except I do and I will be. I, in 30 minutes, and maybe Seth will get this more than other people because you've heard me over the years. I am a fan of Aaron Rodgers. I'm willing yeah. to say I, I I am a fan. I like the guy. I want him to win. I don't want him to beat the Rams, but <laughs> I am on Aaron Rodgers' team. If you haven't yeah. seen some of these, some of the takeaways from this press conference, the guy showed up and just in a way you never see quarterbacks do, was completely honest. He was like, yeah. look, I'm too good to be treated like this. Other guys do it. I'm of a skill level and an accomplishment level that I should get special tenure. treatment. A tenure as well. He's going in. He'll be the longest tenured Packer quarterback now. More than Favre, yep. more than Bart Starr, any of these guys. He's like, I know what I've earned and I want that. And yep. he talked about why he was upset. He talked about some of his buddies who were veterans who... You know, he didn't think we're given a fair shake on their way out of Green Bay. I loved, maybe that was the thing that stuck out the most mm -hmm. to me was he was standing yep. up for his boys. You know, you use your yep. platform to stand up for your boys. And you know, he had conversations with all those guys and he was willing to stick his neck out, put his cash on the line to, you know, just in some small way, honor them. I loved this. I think it makes, I've, I've made the comparison the last few days. If you don't, by the way, if you don't like Aaron Rod, if you don't like, if you're in Green Bay and you don't like this, I think you're dumb. Because who, who more than like a middle class, like working, you know, hard nose, we care about being a man. And I think Wisconsin thinks it's that. How can you not get behind this? This is Rogers. This, this to me, Rogers is stone cold Steve Austin. Like he's, <laughs> he's given the middle finger to Vince McMahon, AKA Gutekunst. Yeah. The uh, GM there. And he's standing up for his boys. He's saying, look, I'm the best. You can't fuck with me. Quit, mm -hmm. quit dicking me around. And so I, there's been mixed response out of Wisconsin. I, I don't know how you don't become a fan of his if you weren't already. I loved this. I don't know what your takeaway was, Seth, but I, I'm going to be rooting for number 12 when he goes into Minnesota. I got to apologize ahead of time for it. <laughs> That's fine. Obviously, I, you know, I, for, for obvious reasons of being a Vikings fan, like I want to hate Aaron Rodgers, but I can't. Like I've, I've started liking him for about a year now, going back to when he was he, – so he on Tuesdays he does – Pat McAfee's show and he just gets on a zoom call and chats with him and AJ Hawk. And just through that, I was like, okay, he is 100% different than I thought he is. Mm -hmm. um, so I've liked him for a while. I loved these comments. I thought he's been in the right the whole time. Simultaneously, while I like Aaron Rodgers more, I hate the Packers even more. They look like, so bad, much, don't they? 
for the longest time, I've thought that they've been the dumbest fucking organization. And now there's a reason to it, and everyone sees it, and except for Packers fans. So while like I want to see Aaron Rodgers do well, I definitely want the Packers to lose. So <laughs> I and that's kind of it. Kind of sucks because like Aaron Rodgers, you know, for for him, he should in order for him to do well, they have to win. But I hope he throws for fucking fifty touchdowns this year and they lose all, all seventeen games. Um, yeah, <laughs> but. You know, I, I can't wait to see him leave the Packers. I really hope he goes somewhere else, Minnesota, and wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I I think the Packers. I think this this might be a curse. Just like I mean, the Lions already sucked, but when they treated Calvin Johnson like shit, and you know when he left, they're treating Aaron Rodgers like shit. They're starting to kind of listen to him, but it's from all accounts, it's still kind of like a us versus them type of thing. Like. Rodgers is getting got one of his players back. The locker room still loves him, and him and Devontae are probably going to be out of there by next season. So it's going to be great to see the Packers fail for, like, 20 years, fingers crossed, after he leaves. Yeah, if you're Green Bay, good luck going into next, like, good luck getting a free agent, good luck getting anyone to sign an extension with you. I'm sure some guys will. Money talks, obviously, mm-hmm. but right. I this, to me, makes them an entirely unattractive organization, even besides the Rodgers of it all. But my, maybe my favorite quote from the entire thing, he was saying – no offense, but Green Bay is not a vacation destination. When people come right. to Green Bay, and this is a direct quote, they come to play with me. And yep. I have never heard another quarterback say that, and that's why I fucking love this guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and he's right. You know, who the fuck is, who, who, who's going there? Devontae Adams probably is already out the door if it's not Aaron Rodgers throwing it to him. You think mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go play in L.A.? You know? So Green Bay does not look good. We'll see what happens. We'll see how things change. But I loved this for Rodgers. I think it was a big win. A lot of people picking it apart, but fuck those people. I disagree. We'll take a look at some some quarterback news on the other side of the spectrum, and this is going to start getting into some injury talk, and we've got a few of these. We, Seth, were really excited. I believe we, we bet the over and the Super Bowl and everything you can bet on the Indianapolis Colts this mm-hmm. season. Their expectations for the year have taken a blow because Carson Wentz has had an injury flare-up. It sounds like this was an existing injury, potentially, yep. and the foot was bothering him. Had to go into surgery, uh, I believe that was today, and the reports are that the, the surgery was good. It's going to be a couple of weeks before we get an updated timetable, but the most recent expectation is between 5 and 12 weeks. Big window, but it sounds like now they're hoping for a, a more optimistic version of that. So assuming now, Seth, that Wentz is going to be out for a few games, how much does your perspective change? We'll get into how they might replace him or what they might do at quarterback, but knowing he's going to be gone for a couple of games, does that change your season-long expectations for the Colts or their decision to bring him in knowing he's had injuries in the past? Well, this one, uh, and I, that part of it, no. Like they, This is something that they didn't know, he didn't know. And actually, Frank Reich, again, getting all my sources from Pat McAfee, which will probably be the entire season. Frank Reich, who's the coach uh, of the Colts, was on this morning and talked about Carson went surgery and that essentially what happened he broke his foot at some point or had fractured his foot at some point when he was likely in high school when he did that a piece of the bone from that just kind of started floating around the foot was likely lodged somewhere for a while and it came dislodged this last week when they did the surgery and took it out there was no other structural damage or anything like that so they said the surgery went as good as it possibly could best case scenario likely I it's probably going to be closer to that five-week time frame I my assumption is that he'll miss a couple games maybe maybe like three three at most I would if I were to guess just based from the sounds of it because it's it's the from my understanding of the injury it's a pain management thing it's not something where if he steps on it wrong it's going to fucking shatter or something like that it's more of a pain management thing so if he can 
work through it and play to a normal level and deal with the, the pain, you know, it, I don't think there's any real limitation. So in terms of the went side of things, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I, I think that that'll ultimately be fine. The other thing, which we can probably transition, that the Colts had another injury of the same variety with another star player. Yeah, before we get there, the Wentz piece, apparently whoever calculates the odds, this is I'm using CBS as a source here, it says that their chances of making the playoffs falls by 16%. They were 73.8% chance, now they're 57.9. That seems low, and they'll probably update that based on him missing less games. They've got mm-hmm. Sam Ellinger is their quarterback too right now, um, who's a rookie, and then they have Brett Hundley, who is their third. So one of those guys potentially could be the starter mm. or they could go out and grab up someone Jacob, new. You might be looking at something maybe a little older. There's uh, Jacob Easton has been the guy taking the first team reps and is ex- the expected starter while he's out. Oh, you're right. I misread. Yeah, Eason is the starter. Yeah, here we go. If Jacob Eason is the starter. So <laughs> if you're the Colts, um, let's say for argument's sake, let's say six games is how much Wentz is going to be out. Are you going to try with one of these in-house guys, or are you looking at a couple of the names floating around? Gardner Minshew is maybe my favorite. You have, you know, Chicago has a bunch of mediocre quarterbacks, Foles, and probably they're not going to deal Dalton, but Foles is out there, which I think would be hysterical if Foles came in and balled and kicked Carson Wentz out again. Um, mm-hmm. Or I don't know if you've heard any other names. What are, you, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to roll with the guys that are in-house, or are you looking around and seeing if you can grab someone up to play a handful of games? Again, I, I think it's going to be on the lower end of things, and I think that's what, what they're thinking too. If that was the case, if it's two games, three max, I would say, yeah, roll with what you got. They have a tough schedule to start the season, if I remember anyway. So, I mean, they're, I don't maybe their chances of winning, maybe they think the chances of winning even with once are maybe a little bit lower, so they're you know okay with taking a couple losses to start the season. Um, or maybe they just you know pound the rock and uh, play good defense and hope that maybe they can squeak out a, a win or two in there. But I would personally just stick with what you have. I know it's not a whole lot, but you know if, if all this fails, Hundley has starting experience. <laughs> you know he started when Aaron Rodgers was out uh, with the Packers, threw ten touchdowns to Devonta Adams that season. So you never know. But otherwise, yeah, I think that's that's what I would do. If if they find out though, like you know, post surgery that oh something else was wrong or whatever, and it's going to be you know six, eight, ten weeks, something like that, then yeah, for sure, I I would go and try and find someone like. Uh, Minshew would be would be a, a good option. Maybe they do call up Phil Rivers and and see if maybe he'll come in for a while. Oh, I um, fucking love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Nick Fo- Nick Foles is still his contract is still stupid. The Bears overpaid him by a lot, so I I wouldn't go the Nick Foles route if I were them just because of the money. Honestly, I think the only fit I would I would take would be like Minshew because he's not going to be too expensive. I don't think. Yeah, he's pretty cheap. He's still on the last deal of his rookie year. Minshew's set to make less than a million bucks this year. So he's who I'm looking at. At this stage, it's hard to tell, but these next couple of weeks, and they say it's going to be a couple of weeks before we really know the timetable, I'm grabbing, if I can get like a Minshew now for that cheap, I'm going to go get him now. Like send a seventh round pick to Jacksonville and just get an insurance policy with a guy like that. You can cut any of these other twerps, but like... If, if you're expecting four games and who knows, you know, I, it sounds like it's not likely, but what if it becomes eight? I, I feel like you got it. This team needs an insurance policy. I don't like these guys that they have. So I, I would like for them to go out and grab someone, even if it is with the understanding that we're expecting Wentz back sooner. I just think with like Jacksonville, they're not going to, they're not going to do a seventh round. They, they're going to j- uh, jack up the price because they're an in-division, you know, rival. Mm. Um, I, so I think the Minshew price might be a little bit too steep. 
to, to go there. And I think Urban Meyer likes him, and he's, he's a solid backup and stuff too. So I don't know. I, I think that's a tough trade to make. Like I think they would, they would want at least a fourth at the, at the very least, if not more, yeah. just because he has starting experience and they're in division. So might be tough. I think their best option is probably just wait till we get to the second or third week in the preseason and see who's been cut. And as soon as you see a name you like, you scoop them right up. Yep. Um, but until then, I think it's too hard to make. I, I think you, you would probably end up being end up overpaying someone right now if you were to trade. We've seen here, I, I can't remember what the odds were when we bet the Colts a few weeks ago. Plus 3,100 today are the odds for the Colts to win the Super Bowl. Are you trying to grab an opportunity here, Seth, at good odds? Think, you know, assuming Wentz comes back healthy and is here for more of the games, is, is that plus 3,100 attractive to you now, knowing that, you know, it's this is this is probably the best odds you'll get for the rest of the season unless they go 0-3 or something? See, and I don't know, see, I mean, we haven't, I, I touched on it earlier, but, I mean, I think a big part of this is the other injury that came up was Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. He is one of, if not the best offense, he's definitely the best offensive guard in football, but he might be the best overall offensive lineman in football. He he is a difference maker, and he has the same injury that Wentz does, same timetable, a little different in terms of how that happened. That was a little bit more of like something that he, not degenerative, because I can't think of the right, he, basically he was born with whatever deformity is in his foot, and it's it's gotten aggravated through practice and stuff so i i don't know if it's going to be as clean of a thing he has i think he has surgery i guess to today when this drops so we'll see i that that's that's huge though because that's even if wentz it, let's say wentz is out for five six weeks and nelson is out for five six weeks that hurts the running game which mm-hmm. is their biggest weapon right now and even when wentz is back that's still their biggest weapon they have the best offensive line in football and if you lose the best player on that offensive line look at the cowboys this happened um, to them a few years ago, and even last year, they were out multiple offensive linemen. But even a couple years ago, they lost one one guy, and they weren't the same. It you know they had to wait till they got healthy again. So it's it's that I think that's almost bigger than Wentz it, when it comes down to long term effects, because that that's gonna especially an offensive lineman, your foot like that, if that's something that's bothering you all season, and that's a pain management thing, that could actually even when he comes back could hurt them a lot. Yeah, I think for me, what it does with the Nelson injury, and you're you're not oh, you're not hyperbolizing. This guy's one of the fucking dudes uh, playing mm-hmm. offensive line right now. I think the Nelson injury makes the Wentz injury more concerning. I think mm-hmm. if, if he's in there, you know, yeah, you can you know put a lame duck out there and get it, give it to Taylor a hundred times a game, and you know maybe you'll be all right. But in week two, the Rams come into Indianapolis, and. I know a guy that wears 99 that is going to fucking yeah. love trying to yeah. run through a backup guard to get a very inexperienced, possibly even rookie quarterback. That's That guy's going to be eaten that day. Yep. And I, I, yep. the odds are neither of those guys is going to be back. So uh, you're so, right. For beginning part of the season, you're probably looking at a losing, you know, through five games or so, you're probably looking at a losing Colts team. I, I just think that they're going to be good enough to overcome that and still make the playoffs. So I, I think yeah. um, I do like – and again, we don't know what the change was in odds, but I do I do like grabbing it now. You mm-hmm. can't get much on the over. They they got us with the odds on the over under eight and a half games was the is the line, and you're only minus one twenty yeah. to go and over. And that dropped so. a little bit. Yeah, it was. I think it was nine or nine and a half. So yeah, you're get you're getting an extra game or a half game, which is nice. So I don't know. That that's something I would probably still take, but 
like you said, like it's not the best value. It's you know, it's not like you're getting plus money on it, which I think you were maybe before, maybe before with the extra game on there. But I think so. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I still like the over a lot. I especially eight and a half. I I think they're gonna regardless end up with a winning record. But yeah, the I mean, better odds for the Super Bowl bet. That's not bad. I a fully healthy Colts team, like because I just worry about the Nelson injury all season. Mm-hmm. Because it, with it being more of a pain management thing and not like a structure, like he's likely not going to you know step on his foot and break it um, or whatever uh, because of the injury, but it is going to cause him to maybe not put as much power into it, into some of his blocks or um, you know if someone steps on his foot that's going to hurt him a lot more and take him out. Like those are the type of things when you're a lineman that matter a lot more than you, when you're a quarterback because I mean yes you have to be mobile when you're a quarterback and and you know be able to you know step onto it and make the throw, but you're when you're a lineman, you're getting fucking pushed on constantly <laughs> or you're trying to push someone else. So I think that makes a, a lot more of a difference. That's just my opinion in this case. I think that it's going to hurt the running game more than people probably think. And it's going to hurt the, their, the protection that once has too. once they're, you know, both back quote unquote, fully healthy. Houston Texans licking their chops right now. Uh, chance, <laughs> chance to go get the AFC South from the, uh, the Colts who are favored. We'll see. It's a tough prospect to replace guys like these. So we'll see if they're able to overcome and uh, make a run in the midseason. Moving on from the Colts, we stick in the AFC, and we have a pretty high-profile signing, Justin Houston, who most recently, I believe, was uh, super effective on KC. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Seth. Um, I think he, I think last year he might have actually been on the Colts. If you're exactly right. Yep, I see it here. He, last two seasons he was on the Colts, and the previous okay. eight he was on the Chiefs. So Houston is getting up there. He finally is signing on a one-year deal for the Ravens. And so that defense, you know, adding another pass rusher, some veteran presence, the deal is worth up to $4 million on a single year. They got him for crazy cheap. I think mm-hmm. for, for Houston, it's a chance to be, you know, a part of a championship team, potentially in Baltimore. They certainly have those aspirations. And if you're Baltimore, you know, you get some veteran leadership, you get experience, and you get a, still a really solid pass rusher. He was effective on the Colts. And they're yep. really good defenses the last two years. This seems like a really good signing. I, I give it two thumbs up. What are you seeing here in Baltimore with Houston getting added? Yeah, I mean, completely agree. Especially a guy who's not going to be, you know, the the superstar who's re- relied upon. I mean, Ravens already have one of the best defenses in the NFL. They're good at getting pressure. And like you said, he's had a good couple last years. Only uh, looks like he's 32. So he's not, you know, not terribly old. I mean, we saw people like Julius Peppers mm-hmm. well into their 30s still produce and get sacks. I think Houston has shown no signs of slowing down. So only adds to to what probably needs to be a great defense this year after we saw the, the Ravens kind of an up-and-down year on offense last year. Baltimore is interesting. We'll, uh, we'll be talking about them next week when we look at the AFC North. But for now, Houston, brand-new Raven. Here's a guy who's already a Cleveland Brown, Seth, but he's signing a contract extension. Nick Chubb, some people say the best running back in football, I have a hard time arguing against that, if I'm being honest. He is sticking in Cleveland. He's signing a three-year, $36 million extension. $20 million of that is guaranteed. Pretty good guarantee for a running back. $12 million of that is as a signing bonus. So Mm -hmm. he's now through the 2024 season. Chubb will be a Brown. Is it a stretch to say he's the most important part of this Browns team? I know there are a lot of exciting players on this roster, but Chubb is an incredible piece. He's still very young. 
performed really well. He stayed healthy, I think, for the most part. Uh, missed some time last year, I believe. I love Nick Chubb. I think it's a great, great option. And I think the Browns are getting a deal here. Uh, I don't know. What do mm-hmm. you think of this signing? The Browns are getting a deal, but Chubb is also setting himself up for a, another big payday. Doing a shorter, a shorter term, he's getting maybe less per year, but more guaranteed money than most running backs get. That twenty million, so that's really nice for him. I, I like this contract for both sides, honestly, and I like that Chubb is thinking ahead a lot. I think we're starting to see a lot more of that with these, with these contracts that players are thinking ahead, whether it's to next season when the salary salary cap, you know, probably will be crazy, crazy high, and again, you know, after that, once these media deals start coming through and stuff too. But it also is still like for for the for the Browns, it's not a lot. You know, like it's still like you have to produce if you want another contract. It's not like we're just giving you a crazy deal and then you're in a flame out. Still gives him motivation to play. Uh, and again, in three years, he can probably two years they'll restructure. I would I would guess. And he's if he's producing like he has, which is like you said, probably the most important part of that team. They were still winning last year, and Kareem Hunt's still a, a very good running back. But for them to make it deep. They need Nick Chubb. If, if if they have, you know, a lot of people have them as like maybe a Super Bowl, you know, uh, ups, you know, people who dark horses type of thing. They need Nick Chubb to do that to to run the way he runs because Kareem Hunt isn't quite that type of running back. You know, again, not probably not the most important thing for just winning overall for the season, but Nick Chubb is the most important player for the playoffs for them. Yeah, great signing. I think good job everyone around. You know, so many running backs you see sign these huge super deals and then suck ass mm-hmm. afterwards. So he's, I think partially he's um, maybe being hurt. If you wanted a long extension with big money, maybe he was hurt by guys like Bell, who you just said, Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott, Todd Gurley. But I think I'm okay with just the landscape changing. Sign a three-year deal, solid money, big upfront guarantees, and give them more opportunities to get new contracts i think that's how you have to compensate a running back now there is too too risky a position um to to sign for such long term so this is i think everyone here is being very prudent i don't usually say this about cleveland but this was smart this was smart on all counts they're really doing a good job lately with their personnel uh stefanski has really done a good job with that team it they've really turned turned themselves around and to your point about like with nick chubb he's 25 I almost guarantee they'll they'll have contract discussions again in two years. There's no reason why, and when he turns 27, he won't. I mean, he'll probably be better by that point. You know, he'll be right in his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and you know, barring it, that's the one risk here is if he gets injured, this could that could be the end of it. You know, the 20 million is all he's making, guaranteed money. But if he doesn't get injured and continues to produce and he bets on himself like he's doing, he could he could have a huge contract for his last one. Especially if they go and get a Super Bowl for Cleveland. Watch yep, out. exactly. Watch out. Watch out. You mentioned injuries. You know, they. You, I forget about them until they start happening. And don't forget, football is a worst. is a fucking beatdown of a sport. There are a shitload of injuries, injury updates. Just gonna hit on a couple of the high level ones. Sounds like Dak took a small step backward in his recovery, so he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. I also see shoulder added uh, to Dak as well, so that might be yeah. a new one. So he he spent a little time outside of camp. Deshaun Watson had something happen. His foot or ankle, I've seen both, yeah. was bothering him. Sat out today. He's just sitting out. He wasn't going to play week one anyway. He probably knows no. that. Yeah, um, it's that's that's more of a his situation from what I've heard. It's he's not really hurt. He's just saying it so he can sit out, <laughs> basically. Yeah. 
We mentioned Quentin Nelson. Chiefs, a couple of Chiefs popped up here. Mike Remmers, who's an off, uh, offensive lineman. Tyreek Hill also is on here for a knee. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything super serious out of that one, but Hill is obviously a guy that they need. Traquan Smith from New Orleans makes the list, which I only mentioned because I believe he probably the is the number one receiver on that team. So, No, the receiver. <laughs> the one. The one they have. They're going to need uh, – who's the guy that I don't want to play quarterback? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. They're going to need Taysom Hill to go to line up wide. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Kenny Galladay is, is an unfortunate yeah. one. Out there on the Giants now, set up to be their number one receiver, had a hamstring injury. Hopefully that's something Which, he can get remedied before the start of the season. That can linger – well, if you if you remember too, he was out. He missed like the last eight games of last the last season for a hip injury, hip and leg injury. This sounds like it's, and I I think he, I can't remember. If he, I don't think he ended up having surgery at the end of last season. So this could be something related to that, which that would really suck for the Giants after signing him to a huge contract, and then he ends up having to miss the season because he didn't get surgery. A la who is uh, who's the the guy Thomas. that happened to recently? Yeah, Michael Thomas. You don't like to see it. Hopefully Galladay. Hopefully it's a minor thing and it's able to be back for the start of the year. Debo Samuel and Julio Jones. Samuel on San Francisco, Jones on Tennessee. Both have undisclosed injuries. Not sure what that could mm-hmm. be. I haven't heard anything serious out of either of those, but obviously important yeah. players. Yeah, Debo was out for almost the entirety of last season. And, and Julio, uh, my understanding with him is he gets essentially veteran days to rest, um, mm-hmm. especially now when he's getting getting up there. So. A lot of times when you see him on the injury report, it's just that they're giving him a rest day. Lamar Jackson is on the injury report, except for he's not injured. He's sick. <laughs> so he's he's on here for COVID, COVID-19, yeah. COVID which he had. Did he? Yeah, he second had it time. last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's on it for the second time. So he needs to get his shit figured out. I'm just like, Seth can see this. There are so many injuries. Like, I'm just scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through. I'll just highlight... One other one, Matt Stafford, just today Matt Stafford, yeah. in Rams camp, apparently hit his hand on a helmet thumb. of another player. They did x-ray negative on a, a fracture for the thumb. He did have surgery on that same hand last season. So yeah. something to monitor for sure. But if you're the Rams, get some fucking protection for this guy because that, yeah. that would be a silly way to fuck the season up would be by having they would, Stafford they slam would, his thumb. The opposing team would literally have to rip his thumb off of his body to make him not play. <laughs> He is, he is the, I mean, we've talked about it before. He is the toughest player in the NFL, bar none. I've seen him just absolutely get turned to pudding by, by a linebacker and somehow reform into Matt Stafford and throw, throw a touchdown to win the game. Very rare that he'd win the game, but when, when it seemed like when, and it, the more hurt he was, the better he played <laughs> to win a game. So yeah. you actually better hope that he gets smoked all season because then he'll be throwing touchdowns on game-winning drives. If he can stand and deliver, I guess I'm okay if he's on the injury report, but I, I still would rather him be healthy. <laughs> oh, man. So those are the injuries going on right now. Probably a lot more to come, unfortunately. Oh, mummy. A lot of guys hurt <laughs> out there. It's always nice when I can use headla- uh, use some of the sounders in the sports show. I, just, I love that. <laughs> we are going to switch gears here, get into our division previews. We're going to the north, baby, where it's cold and oh. no one wants to hang out. And we are in the NFC, the North champions from last season were the Green Bay Packers. Of course, they made their way all the way to the NFC Conference Championship, losing, of course, to to Tampa. So their sights are set on Super Bowl or bust. Obviously, we've talked about Rodgers, Devontae Adams making their return. They were able to hold on to Aaron Jones. There was a big question mark around that. So they were able to get him back in. A.J. Dillon, who was the rookie that they drafted last year, he's back in the backfield as well. Um, 
Randall Cobb joins the team via trade. They also added Devin Funches, and for all I know, that might have been last year, but he's on there. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, I guess he's not doing much. But you got Alan Lazard, and then the uh, the three-name guys is how I refer to both of them, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Equinemia St. Brown. It's amazing to me that they're both on the same team. Um, yeah. We've talked at length about the Packers already, just because of Rodgers especially, in terms of you know, who who they added, you know, they keep Jones, like I said, they they signed Kevin King, who's a corner. They lose a couple of guys, a couple offensive linemen, including Corey Lindsley, one of the top centers yeah, in the league, goes to the Chargers. That's a big loss. In the draft, let's see what Green Bay did. Drafted a corner? Yeah. Eric Stokes in the first round. He's the corner from Georgia. They did sign a center or uh, drafted a center from Ohio State. They, mm-hmm. they got some big, meaty white dudes at Ohio State, so maybe he's going to be in there right away. Uh, and then some other guys that are less sexy get drafted as well. So this Green Bay team, I don't know that there's much to say besides, you know, their Super Bowl or bust. I think there's going to be a lot of drama mm-hmm. around this team yeah, uh, because be of the Rodgers thing. So they'll be interesting to watch. And I, I would challenge someone to name five better rosters in the league. This is this is a championship roster. So they've had some mm-hmm. bad bounces the last couple of seasons in championship games. But Green Bay's got to be one of your one of your favorites, at least coming out of the NFC. What do you think of the Packers going into the year? They fucking suck. No. Um, they are they are very very talented. You know the only yeah the only thing I can say negative about them, uh, in terms of the roster. I mean I can say a lot of things negative about the Packers, but about the roster is that they lost Lindsley, who is one of the best centers in the league, and so that that'll be interesting to see if this Myers can step in or if they had whoever uh, you know whoever else they had on the roster is going to step in. I don't know how they I don't know how good this Myers is or not. Amari Rogers, who is their third round pick, uh, is a guy. He's a wide receiver guy. Sounds like they really like him. Rogers likes him, so you know maybe he steps up and finally or you know a rookie comes in and that they drafted comes in and, and plays well and doesn't take five years to to, to develop. The defense I think is is fantastic as well. I mean Zadarius Smith is a guy. Watching him on Sundays when the Vikings play them twice a year, Freak. he is scary. He is yeah. absolutely scary. You know, Kirk Cousins probably has nightmares about that guy. They have uh, is it Jairi Alexander? Jair, um, I think it. Yeah, Jair. He's a great cornerback. They got a good team. They got a very very good team. Um, we'll see how this rookie that they drafted is Stokes. I think his name is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to to see how that defense um, kind of uh, responds. This season, if you know, if, if the additions, uh, you know, with with this corner, make them even better. Zadarius Smith, though, like from what I've heard about it with, with him, is he's another guy that might want out too at the end of the season. He he was th- uh, talking of potentially holding out with this Roger stuff too. So you know, if if there's some angst with the organization, you know, may, maybe he decides, you know what, I don't want to play quite as hard this year. That's just wishful thinking. That's a guy Smith that he could get like record linebacker money at this point, he's, especially he's, if we're thinking about next year. It's not fair uh, that people can be as good as him because he is he is fast, he is huge, and he demolishes people. But yeah, yeah Packers, they'll you know I hate to say it, but they'll probably win the division this year more than likely. Uh, they'll probably be a Super Bowl favorite, but maybe this uh the, the loss of Corey Lindsley maybe some maybe some uh you know because of the shake up this off season maybe you know maybe they take a step back or two I, I like where your head's at Seth uh, always <laughs> always pulling for your guys so you're saying there's a chance that's that's what I, <laughs> that's what I like to hear uh before we do move on from the Packers let's take a quick look at some odds here this is probably going to be a pretty popular Super Bowl pick uh you're yeah. gonna get plus 1200 so same odds we mentioned it a couple weeks ago as the Bills at plus 1200 they're the third tied for the third best odds in the league which i think is fair in terms of where you rank them 
I don't know if I like 1200 for, I don't know if that's enough of a payday for me to wait four months for a bet, but that's just my impatience. You're yeah. going to put a little, well, <laughs> I find it hard to believe you would put money on the Packers. Do you think it's a prudent bet for others to do so? Yeah, I don't hate that bet. I mean, I think we talked about with the bills, you know, that's probably as high as I would go in terms of value as 1200 bucks. And like with Rogers back now, I'd say there there's, they have a good a shot as any in that top four to win win the Super Bowl so I, I I would say that's probably my line would be like that's as in terms of confidence of winning the Super Bowl it's probably KC Bucks but Bills and Packers so I, I'm not I would I'm not going to put a bet I'm not going to say it's the best value there but you know if, if you're confident in the Packers that's I think you're getting good value if, if you're if you think they you know if you have a feeling they're going to win the Super Bowl and like that's your pick for the season that's not bad money to get it at. Yeah, no doubt. Green Bay fans are betting that one for sure. The over-under is a tricky one here. Interested in your opinion on this, set. The line is at 10 wins, 10 even. Over 10 wins is minus 120. So Vegas, Vegas certainly likes Green Bay. Under 10 wins, you can get plus 100. I don't know what it would take for them to not win 10 games on it. Like, yeah. even injuries I don't think are going to stop them from getting to even 11 wins. So I don't I don't like this bet because I'm not getting good odds for going over. So I'm probably not betting the over under on Green Bay. What do you think here? You, you like money on 11 games or is wishful thinking? You know, you gonna you open for a catastrophe and taking the under here? Yeah, this I mean this just probably isn't a great value. This was a great uh, they they were at over under nine I think the day before Rodgers came back and it was like I think the over was plus plus like 120 or something. So if you could have gotten it then, then that's probably the best value you're getting. <laughs> in in uh, over you know for season wins uh win totals would be uh Packers plus 120 at over 9 wins like that's i think that's about as close to a guarantee as you can get with Rodgers the quarterback but obviously the day before that he came back the sports books thought he was retiring so that's why that happened but yeah yeah i, I wouldn't bet this just because it's not a great value either way so we don't like the over under for Green Bay but they're going to be a damn good team so feel free to drop some cash on the Super Bowl odds if you're a Green Bay fan Show me the money! We will start rooting for – I'm still not rooting for the Packers, but I'll root for Rodgers. <laughs> if, he, if he throws for 50 – like you said earlier, 50 touchdowns, but they go 0-17. That, if that can happen, I'm for it. We will go now to Chicago, second-place finishers last Chicago. year. Uh, a lot of attention for Chicago this offseason. Uh, big year. We have, of course, Matt Nagy, the head coach, and also Ryan Pace, who is their GM, going into their final season. So – they're yeah, making moves, the trying seats, to get this team the, the hottest, hottest seat. seats in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, could cook a couple Chicago dogs on there. Yeah, just no, uh, no ketchup on those Chicago dogs. Just so everyone's aware. No, a lot going on here. Uh, free agency. We have Andy Dalton gets added in the springtime. We got Damian Williams, who was, uh, I think, most recently on Kansas City. He gets added. They franchise play tagged for COVID. Oh yeah, that's right. They. Franchise tagged Allen Robinson, great player. Uh, so he's going to get paid well this year. But that you talk about a guy that's going to get paid next year too. I think Robinson is one of them. They sign uh, an offensive, defensive lineman, a couple guys. Desmond Trufant still in the league. They signed him on a one-year deal to play corner. <laughs> Didn't know he was there. Kyle Fuller is a big loss for them. Really, yeah. really good corner goes to the Broncos. They lose Mitch Trubisky, who fine. Biggest uh, loss. Yeah. They draft, of course, Justin Fields, who we're going to be talking about in a second round one. They get him at pick eleven. Huh. Fucking these these teams reach oh here we go a uh, couple offensive linemen they get a uh, some late round skill players apparently the top ranked draft class according to cbf huh. or nfl.com nfl.com loves yeah. their stuff i think i think they got a deal on fields which is probably driving uh, the bulk of that so you and know jenkins uh, that 
that Tevin Jenkins in the second round, he also is a guy that um, fell for them. So that's another that's a big piece for them, I think, too. Yeah, they he's slotted. I'm looking at the depth chart. Uh, Tevin Jenkins slotted as the starting left tackle here. So if you yeah. get a good pairing, you know we saw it in uh, in Tampa last year. You get a really solid left tackle in there and a good quarterback. If your quarterback doesn't have to worry about what's coming up behind him, that is a fucking huge advantage. So if Jenkins is a good player, uh, who knows? It's the jury's still out on whether or not uh, Fields will be your starter over Andy Dalton. Nick Foles also in that quarterback room. Chicago's been saying that Fields won't start. Everyone else who has ever watched football says that they should. I've got an article here from Dan Orlovsky, who I know you you like from uh, from McAfee as well. He's got a whole article here about why it should be Fields Week One. I yeah. tend to agree. I think this guy's a stud. I think he was undervalued in the draft, and and that seems stupid to me. I don't know why you would roll out if you're these guys whose jobs are on the line this year, Nagy and Pace. I don't know why the fuck you think that Andy Dalton is going to save your job. I love Fields. I think he was disrespected in the draft, and I love that he's in Chicago. I think it's a great place for him. Big-bodied guy, can stay in the cold, strong arm. They got some skilled players around him. I don't know I don't know how much noise I expect Chicago to make, but I am very intrigued looking at them. We'll get into the betting in a second, but when you look at Chicago, Seth, this is a team that overperformed last year. Do you think they can get to that same level, or are you expecting a step back? I think that Justin Fields will be great next year when Matt Nagy is gone. I think <laughs> that whole thing is done. I, I think there, there, and, and this, I know this is all hyperbole and blah, 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 but this is like, I, I think once you, it, it's more of a, a theory, uh, more of like a, a theoretical thing is a proven thing, but he is, he's been there a while now. He is, he was, his, his organization was responsible for the Mitch Trubisky thing. They've seen some really tough years. They've had a, a little bit of success but overall, I think that his his time there has been a disappointment. And I'm interested to see how that kind of pressure, when he knows this is his last year to do something, we've already seen in big moments that they have had, the opportunities they have had, they've blown them with Matt Nagy. I, I, I don't know if, the, I think the pressure's going to be too big for him this year. I think he might be, he might try to do too much this year. I, I like I like you I I like Fields I think he's a, he, I think he's very talented and yeah definitely shouldn't have, have fallen to eleven he he should have been picked a thousand times over Zach Wilson one hundred percent agree with you I just I hope that this year doesn't ruin him though because I I th- I think that I just think this is just more of an organizational thing right now and I think they need to just clean house there keep the pieces that they got. I think seeing Allen Robinson too, he is he is not happy. The Bears, he he does want out because they're not paying him and they haven't done anything to help him. I think that this is his last year there. Um, I don't know how motivated he is gonna how he is gonna be to play. I, I think I think again, a couple years from now, Fields could they could be leading that division, but for now, I don't think it's gonna be this year. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Nagy uh, highly like touted Nagy. <laughs> in his first year. He was really one of the darlings uh, when he first started and mm-hmm. didn't get enough out of Trubisky. You know, it's a shame. I could see him finding another job, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think he lasts beyond this year. It'd be interesting to see if he gets through the season. You know, if this team starts off bad, Nagy could be out the door mm-hmm. quicker than people are, and that's, are guessing. That's the other thing too, is like, if he starts Dalton, they, the, I mean, yes, Andy Dalton is, is a former first overall number one pick. He won some games at the Cowboys last year, but he's old. He almost died last year <laughs> during mm. the game. One of the nastiest. I only had to watch. I only watched that hit once. That's how nasty right. it was. 
also had COVID right after that. <laughs> um, in the same time, he's going to a team with a worse offensive line. He is 0% mobile. He has worse receivers. So I don't see what in what world he should be the starter like you. He probably will be, though. I, I just from, – from what I've seen out of the – the Bears are pretty fucking stuck on their ways and what their decisions, especially Nagy is especially. I mean, look, they, they held on a year, at least a year, if not two years too long in Trubisky. So I, I, I think Dalton will start. I, I think it'll be at least a few weeks, and especially once they lose their first couple games and the fans start to turn on them. The season, I think, is going to start to crumble, and there's not going to be a whole lot that Fields can do to, to save them. Let's take a look at the odds here. Uh, plus 5,000 if you want to bet the Bears. You're not betting that if you don't live in Chicago no. Um, no. to win the Super Bowl. But the win total here, let's take a look. Chicago Bears, we have oof, the line here, seven and a half. So can the Bears get to eight wins, uh, which will be just under 500 now that there's 17 games? You can get plus 105 for taking the over, minus 125 for taking the under. This is a tricky one for me, Seth. I, I this this looks a lot like a five or six win team. Um, yeah. Because I can get positive money on the over, though. I I kind of I don't know. Do I think they'll get to eight wins? I don't know. But I would love to put a little bit of money on this and then root for them to get to that eighth win. I think it would be a fun bet to follow over the course of the season. So if I'm betting it just for funsies, I might starts. I might take the over. Yeah. If Andy Dalton starting week if, one, never mind. If, take yeah, the under. Hammer the fuck one. out of the under. <laughs> I. I think regardless, he's starting week one. But if he's starting into week like six or seven, you know, like because I could see a scenario where maybe they don't start terrible. Maybe they start the season three and three or something like that, you know, where they're not terrible, but not great. Dalton's staying in until they start losing like two, three, four games in a row, which probably won't take long. So <laughs> not a lot of money, I'm afraid, to be bet on the Bears. Unless, Seth, you love the over or sorry, the under even at minus one twenty five. Not. Not the money, yeah. For not not for the if it was plus money, if it was the you know if they swapped the odds, then yeah, all day. But no, not for that. Bears will be interesting, probably Got not bears. great going into this season. Let's get into the dumpster basement of the oh. NFC North. Um, we go to uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, of course, the home of the Vikings, who. Oh. The Vikes here, uh, they made a few moves over the offseason that folks liked. Uh, so let's take a sure quick did. look at what has gone on. I'll try Super to read Bowl these, moves. Seth. You can let me know when I've missed something. Uh, Patrick Peterson is an addition I know you're excited Pat about. Pete. Playing corner, adding to that defense, a young defensive secondary um, that they hope will be improved this year after showing some strides last year. They get offensive and defensive line as well as a linebacker, yeah. um, Nick Vigil, in uh, free agency. They lose Kyle Rudolph. Uh, he goes to the Giants. Riley Reef, uh, offensive lineman, exits for He's the bad. Bengals. Anthony Harris, the safety. And I can't exp- I can't read this. It's like an African name. Odenabo. Odenabo. That's how you say his last name. I can't. Say, it, I can't. Say, they never said his first name. They always always said Odenabo. <laughs> yeah. So a few few changes on the free agency front. They draft an offensive tackle in first round uh, out of mm-hmm. uh, Virginia Tech, who I believe, if I'm remembering back to draft day, kind of slid to them. They were, they were potentially in yeah. the the uh, McCorkle-Jones uh, <laughs> sweepstakes and then end up yeah. instead getting for cheap uh, a, a really solid offensive tackle. They had a quarterback, Kellen Mond, from Texas A&M, who I bet is starting by week five. And then we <laughs> have <laughs> a bunch of other guys who... Linebacker, nope. offensive guard, nobody super Back sexy guarded. behind there. 
Yeah, that guard Wyatt Davis from Ohio State is likely going to be slotted in as the starter as well. They, he kind of fell a bit, so they got a good deal on him. And that Darishaw, he was the number two overall tackle, and I think he slid to I think he was the third or, the third or fourth tackle taken in terms of the the big boards and stuff. So yeah, he'll he'll be the starter for sure. Going back to the signing, Dalvin Tomlinson from New York, big fucking dude. <laughs> um, he was he was one of the top uh, tackles out there. He's like three hundred pounds, <laughs> so he's he's gonna be interesting. They're pairing 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 him up with uh, Michael Pierce, who opted out last season for COVID, and he was a big signing the the that off season. Um, another big dude, close to three hundred pounds. They're gonna have that that uh, old Williams wall back in there. They did a, had a couple of years ago, but instead it's uh Pierce and Tomlinson, so not quite as uh, catchy. And then uh, Daniel Hunter uh, missed all of last season, uh, who is one of the best defensive ends in football. Still super young too, so he's excited to get back out there. I think that defense with Pat Patrick Peterson. They also signed Xavier Woods, who will probably be the other safety, not the WWE wrestler, but he was the Cowboys safety for a little while. I'm excited about the defense. I, I think that they're going to be a lot better uh, than they were last year. Not the 31st-ranked defense in the league. Um, hopefully, at the very least, back up closer to the top 15 or 10. Yeah, so I like. I really like the moves they made in the offseason and in the draft. I thought that this is one of their better offseasons they've had in quite a while. Add some some age to the defense. You're right. Nowhere to go but up defensively, which for a Mike Zimmer team, I was calling for Zimmer to be fired uh, at, at points last season. They made some strides in the later half uh, and, and were competitive, oh. but we'll see. Offensively, yeah, this is a solid route. I mean, Justin Jefferson, one of your best, probably the awesome. best second-year wide receiver coming into the year. He's paired with Adam yep. Thielen, who I, I could see this being the year Jefferson is truly the one to, to Thielen being oh, the yeah. two. They added D.D. Westbrook to that wide receiver room D-D. we talked about a little bit ago. Chad Beebe, of course, in there as well. Irv Smith, C.J. Ham. You got some classic Vikes uh, in here. Cousins is back. Dalvin, well, before I mention Cousins, Dalvin Cook, uh, we, we mentioned Nick Chubb being the best running back in football. Dalvin Cook would have something to say about that for sure. He, he looks to uh, be poised for another really, really good season. Kirk Cousins is at the helm, though, Seth, and and I know you're optimistic. I know you like the signings. I like them, too. I think they've made a lot of good roster moves. This is a solid team. You are going to have a hard time convincing me that Kirk Cousins can take this team deep. I just don't see it. Well, I've seen him try yeah. a bunch of fucking times. So, like, yeah. you're not going to get a lot of optimism out of me until number eight's not back there. I'm open to being wrong, but I don't like that, well, as, as they say. Number eight. Number eight's going to be number one this year when he wins the Super Bowl and the MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, wow. Now uh, I know you're high. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm always uh, a pessimist when it comes to the Vikings. I've seen them fail uh, in in such uh, terrible fashion many times. But I, I will say, I'm excited to watch them this year. I was not excited last year, and I was completely right about that. I knew as soon as they had the opt outs and injuries in the in the preseason and all the people who left. They were going to be absolutely dog shit last year. And while they won some games that they probably shouldn't own last year, they were dog shit to watch last year. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. That offense is going to be great. And if the defense can keep them in games and not lose them games like they did last year, I think that they're, I think they, I think they'll be way more competitive than people think. One other signing I like to Sheldon Richardson, which I mm-hmm. think he's been for years one of the, the names as one of the best D tackles in football. He was formerly with the Vikings, played really well with them. The Browns last year played really well with the Browns, and now is back. So they have three really, really good defensive tackles, and that was their main. They were the worst-ranked run defense last year. I think Zimmer's like, enough of that bullshit. <laughs> we're going to get three huge fucking dudes to be sitting in the middle. And Richardson is actually good at sacks, too. So he, he's. I think that's a, that's a big signing. So... 
I'm excited for the defense to, to kind of get back into form. I'm super excited to see Justin Jefferson get out there and make some crazy plays like he did. He is, he, he made, he, for what, for the shitty season it was last year as a team, the last six weeks or so, the six, seven, eight weeks of the season last year when he was lighting it up, that was at least fun to watch. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more optimistic on the Vikings this year than I have been in years. Going to be great to see. Going to be great to see Minnesota hopefully get back in the mix. Plus, they have a third-place schedule, so probably some wins to be found there. Let's take a look at the betting odds we have for the Super Bowl. Probably not betting this unless you're Seth, but Minnesota plus 4,000. Seth, it's plus 4,000. you got to get 100 bucks on that plus 4,000. No, not 100. <laughs> you're going to win 4,000 bucks. What do you? Oh, my gosh. No faith. No faith in his team. Bad fan. Don't like it. Man. Over under here. Eight and a half is the line. Uh, like Vegas, Vegas doesn't like it. Uh, minus 160 to have the Vikings get to that ninth yeah. win. Plus 135, though. Some pretty pretty nice odds compared to the rest of these that we've seen for under eight and a half. So Vegas well, thinks they're going over. Uh, over. I'm not betting the Vikes, but uh, you, you like them yeah. to get to that ninth win. I do. I like them to, to hit that. I, I Yeah, not a great value, like you said, but um, I think they I think they went over went over that probably won 17 games I would bet there you go remember this when they're on seven uh <laughs> Minnesota is uh Seth not a they're, chance they're going over Kirk Cousins is your MVP and Seth has good weed wherever it is he is today so <laughs> there you go there's your cash on the Vikes I feel bad because we're getting close to the end of our time. We had to cram cram in a little bit, um, but we'll have more opportunities to talk about the Vikes because I'm taking an hour to talk about the Rams in a couple of weeks. So, feel free, man. <laughs> we got one more team, though. You are right, Seth. There is, believe it or not, one more team in the NFC North. I'll give everyone five seconds to see if they can name them. Nope. Okay, it is <laughs> the Detroit Lions. They're still in the NFL. And they made some news over the offseason, but not really any good news. Um, of course, they're part of the Stafford for Goff trade, also getting some picks. I'm looking at their free agency signings and departures. There's a thousand Ooh. of them, way more than other teams. They add Jared Goff, Jamal Williams, who he was on Green Bay, I believe. Yeah, um, not bad. Tyrell Williams, who's bounced around, but I think was on Oakland maybe last. Brashad Perryman, another veteran wide receiver. Yeah. They get Michael Brockers in a trade with the Rams, who the Rams have been trying to deal Brockers for like three years. Um, <laughs> and they bring in kicker Randy Bullock. They lose Stafford, of course. Marvin Jones exits. Desmond Trufant goes to the Bears. Matt Prater, who's been the Detroit kicker for a while, goes to the Cardinals. I didn't, I didn't know he was over there now. The Detroit draft is an A-. Uh, they have him as the fifth best draft class. I loved the pick of Penny Sewell out of Oregon uh, with the yeah. number seven overall pick. You know, whether or not Goff has a lot of value, I don't know. But the only way you're going to find that out is by blocking for his ass. And so yeah. I was excited to see that they went the smart route instead of the Detroit route with Sewell. Yeah. They add a couple defensive tackles. They get a third-round corner. Amon Ra St. Brown, which is just a fucking <laughs> awesome name to say. Um, it's probably <laughs> related to Equinemius. I think he is, actually. Yeah, that would make sense. They got some creative creative parents. So NFL.com likes the draft class. It is a, a apparently a D from CBS on the free agency grade, but yeah. oh, I might have had that wrong. C no. plus. Yeah. C plus is what they gave them. Oh, okay. So mediocrity in the off season. Uh, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on Detroit. This team's going to stink. Uh, there's yeah. not a lot of optimism to be had. Who knows? We'll see what Jared Goff can bring to them. They got some exciting players. 
it, it's it's not going to happen this year. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. there's hope for them down the road. I don't see much for this Lions team other than, what? you know, Thanksgiving. <laughs> we'll watch them then. <laughs> It's kind of a bummer because, like, Stafford, at least, I mean, obviously, no one's had a lot of hope for the Lions for many years. But having Stafford, there was always a chance you could win with him because he he was, he was is so good and he can pull out crazy-ass wins. I've seen him do that many times. He's upset the Vikings before from getting into the playoffs and where they, they won three games prior. It's just like he he's had such a good – he had such a good career in Detroit. People still believed in it. And he, every time he took the field – People believe they could win, and now they don't really have that. <laughs> I mean, Jared Goff, he isn't the worst quarterback in the world. Like, you'd rather have him over probably 10 of the, 10 of the quarter, maybe not 10, at least five of the quarterbacks out there. But, he, you know, it's it's it just, there's nothing exciting about that team. There's a couple good players, like you said. Swift has shown some promise. Hawkinson, I mean, he's he's, a, he's shown some flashes as well. He's looked really good. Uh, Randy Bullock is a good kicker. <laughs> All right, we we just listed the kicker on a list of notable players. We're gonna move on from the Lions now. <laughs> I, I do. I will say though, Penny Sewell is. I mean, you know, I mentioned earlier the best tackles in the draft. He was by far and away the number one guy. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping the Vikings were gonna trade up and get him. There was a rumor earlier in that day that they were going to do that. So. You know, it's good that they got him. I think that it, I think unfortunately that's going to be like a Joe Thomas thing where he just spends a decade on a shitty fucking team. Like Matt Stafford wishes that they would have drafted him when he started, you know, no shit. or if he would have stayed there like they drafted him. And he had Reef, who was good for a while, but neither here nor there. Penny Sewell, I think, is going to be a perennial all star. It's going to be a guy that gets recognized as a great tackle. But at the end of the day, it's not going to matter because they're going to be terrible. Not a lot of hope out there Bernard, for... Bernard, Brashad Perriman is the number one receiver on that team. <laughs> yeah, you asked me, I don't know if it was on the show or not, uh, you said name a wide receiver on Detroit, and I literally could not. I know football. I know <laughs> rosters. Could not get a Detroit wide receiver. You could, you could have at least said Equinemia St. Brown and been half right. <laughs> You're right. I could have. I, I named a handful of players that left Detroit. They were all in that gigantic <laughs> list of guys who bailed. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> If you if you are a really hopeful individual, just, just you can get plus eighteen thousand on the Detroit Lions. That seems to oh, me, boy. you know, I I you know I I don't think they're gonna win, but like that's those are screaming odds. Uh, we'll you know, and I like Der- I like Jared Goff. He's a good. Now I'm not gonna talk you into that bet. Super Bowl odds are steep for the Lions. Let's check their over under. Vegas has it right at five games for over five games. Seth, you can get plus one hundred. I don't hate that. Do I think they get to six wins? That's probably the top of their potential. But you can get even money if they do hit that six win. I kind of like the over, but I'm not highly confident in it. Would you rather have the under at minus 120? I mean, again, I wouldn't put any money in this one. Not a lot of great bets in the North, um, other than maybe the the Packers Super Bowl pick. But, no, I don't think they get to that many wins, and I don't like the the money odds for that one. So, no, I I would not be putting any money on this one. Okay. Well, bet the mortgage on Detroit to go all the way and you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> That's how you're getting paid on yeah. Detroit. <laughs> Show me the money! Like Peter LaFleur and Dodgeball putting for the average yeah. Joes to win it all. Yar, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Yar, Jared. <laughs> you're exactly right about this division, Seth. It, there aren't great odds, there aren't great money to be made because we just we know what these teams are. You know, there, there's the chance I think Minnesota could certainly make a jump from last year. Chicago Bowl. could surprise, but you know, not a not a lot of question marks I don't think here. So when we take a look at ranking these teams, 
I like Green Bay. Give me Minneapolis to jump Chicago and then Detroit in fourth. Uh, would you change that order at all besides Minnesota? I, they, do they need to win the division to go all the way for you? No, I think they could make the wild card. Uh, I think that's probably ultimately what they do. I think they make the playoffs this year um, as a wild card team. I think they'll be. I think they'll be very competitive, though. I, I do think they'll have. I, I really think that they'll have at least 10, 10 or eleven wins this season. So yeah, that's probably the order I'd go with too. I think the only question remains though, like who's going to win the MVP? Kirk Cousins or, or Dalvin Cook? I, I I don't know. We'll see. Gosh, your Minnesota. Give me Justin Jefferson. You're talking about the Vikings MVP, right? The yeah. internal award. The, no, the, no, no, the, the ribbon, the purple ribbon that they give out at the end. You can you can <laughs> go up there and honk the horn. Uh, that's what you're talking about, right? I'll take Jefferson on that one. Honk the horn. <laughs> I I've never said that before, but that's always going to be how I refer to it now. <laughs> honking the horn by the way minnesota uh i've been to a handful of nfl stadiums one of the so top fun. places to watch a game incredible fans so incredible fun. stadium cannot wait to get back there christmas weekend uh we will be there to watch the rams kick their shit in keep an eye out for the vikes bears green bay and watch out don't step on detroit uh, as you're walking around so that's what we've got in our division previews and that's going to wrap up our bathroom reading for the week sitting on the toilet now flush. All right, folks. Well, we're going to get you out of here in just a sec. But before we do, let's give you one more thing on the way out. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I'm going to hit a couple quick points on my one more thing. I'm going to cheat a little bit. One, this is, <gasps> I, I read a post. I, I think this is true. The last weekend without football has now passed. Uh, there's going to be college or preseason football now all the way through the month of February because they move, you know, the games get pushed back. So we've made it. Uh, it you, you've survived the drought of football and we are in. Uh, so there's, there's football to be watched. It's probably, you know, New Hampshire State Tech is probably on this weekend or something. I'm not saying good football, but football's back. We got hard knocks coming. We've made it. Also, a couple quick hitters. Uh, when, I, when we were talking about Detroit, I was bored as hell. So I was reading on the side here. Uh, little headline, Philip Rivers says he's staying ready and is not closing the door on a possible return. Uh-oh. So Rivers, uh, depending on Wentz's prognosis, maybe Rivers does come back for a couple of games. Be interested to see that. And then finally, I know you caught this on McAfee this week, Seth. The Bills are in a, a an <laughs> argument with Buffalo about whether or not they're going to get a new stadium. Could potentially be moving to Austin, Texas. Zero percent chance this happens, but fascinating to keep an eye on as a guy who's who's who i rooted for my team to move i know buffalo is not going to do that so we'll see how that works out and there's probably some more teams out there getting ready to build new new buildings too so there will be eyes on that one as well so who knows uh but the austin bill i don't know if josh allen does is as cool in austin as he is in buffalo we'll we'll see though yeah Yeah, that would be that would be uh that would be kind of ugly um the the buffalo fans would go absolutely fucking nuts there would be a riot. My one more thing is, you know, going back to the Vikings, um, you know, I, 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 I got to pay respect uh, to a move they made early, uh, a couple days ago or today, maybe, as of recording. Um, so there was uh, some shit that went down earlier this offseason with their first round pick last year, Jeff Gladney, with some domestic uh, abuse stuff going on. I think those the that has been more proven, and they're, it's definitely under inv- investigation. And so they just cut him. And so, I mean, they have an investment for him. You know, they have an investment in him being a first-round pick. He played pretty well towards the end of last season, but 
I know Zimmer, um, I know with this COVID stuff too, like he's he's been straight up like, get your fucking shots. Like he's been pissed about it. He's been getting upset about people not getting their shots. And obviously th- this last week happened with Kirk Cousins, who has a known fucking anti-vaxxer moron. He got, <laughs> there was some contact with him and Kellen Mond and uh, Nate Stanley, who the quarterback. So they had some, <laughs> this, other, this fucking guy who I have no clue uh, who he is, just came out there and lit it up uh, at night practices last week. But just some things that I like that they're that they're doing as a team right now, Zimmer especially, just kind of no nonsense. He he hated last year the way everything went down, and it's good to see him saying like, "No, this is still my team. I'm still in charge," you know, making smart moves overall. So, fucking, he need he just needs to hide, sneak up behind Cousins and jab him with the J and J. If you're wondering where the soul of the NFL is, uh, it might be in Minnesota. They're the only ones <laughs> making making good decisions like these. But good on them. I would agree. I would commend them for for making the right choice, even though it's going to cost them some money. But um, the right thing to do. So fuck that guy. And I hope he gets what he has earned. And we got Gladney on the way out, possibly Rivers on the way in, possibly the Bills on their way to Austin. But definitely we are on our way into this new season of football. That's what we had for one more thing. But I'm down to one one more thing. Well, thanks, folks, for joining us yet again. Uh, don't forget, sociallyconstipatedpod.com. <laughs> Link over there. Jump in. Leave some comments. Uh, you just might win yourself some movie tickets. Also, let us know if you're wanting to participate in fantasy football. Um, we're going to have some other games as well that we'll talk about in a few weeks. But it's happening, folks. We are getting there. And we, of course, will be back in a week to talk about the AFC North fascinating division uh as 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 certain as we are about the nfc north teams i think there's a lot of question marks in the afc north so i can't wait to talk about them next week come on back to hear that and i'm sure we'll have more injury news and some headlines they don't seem to stop now so make sure you come on back and join us then i don't think i have any other announcements or show notes to give you guys so we'll go ahead and wrap it up here uh this has been gridiron grunts for seth ott and myself cody michael we'll see you next week Bye.